Hi guys, and welcome back to the Chris Ward Fitness Podcast. I just want to say before I start, I hope you're all well. I hope your families are well. I hope you're safe. And a big, big thanks to both the NHS and key workers in this time. Obviously, with everything going on, um, there's been a lot of, of confusion over nutrition behind, again, self-isolating and supplements as well. Um, so I want, to, I want to cover both in this category. So without any further ado, guys, this is today's episode. Really heavy on supplements and really heavy on nutrition and mindset while self-isolating. So I hope you enjoy and I hope you're safe too. Okay, so nutrition while self-isolating. This, again, admittedly took me a few days to get used to. But before I do go on and before I do discuss what steps to take or what I advise for you is just not to give yourself too much of a hard time and don't put too much pressure on yourself because times are screwed. Your routine is absolutely out the window. Um, You're not training as hard or as much. You're doing whatever you can and don't put too much pressure on yourself. It's okay. Like It took me a few days myself to get used to, again, even eating-wise, I mean, you're always in the house. I often get, again, when I'm always in the house, I get bored. I go to straight to the kitchen with a coffee and I make something to eat. But hopefully this will give some insight on what to do. And as well, hopefully it will make you realise not to put too much pressure on yourself when it comes to, to keeping your calories in there. Because as, again, I read a post by Martin McDonald and such a legend with nutrition, and he stated that you you do still need to be in a car deficit to lose fat, but now's probably not the time. Being in a car deficit for too long can, in fair, in fair sight, lower your immune system. So in this time, again, I advise my clients not to go too tits up with the, with the car deficit and just, again, have a little bit more or just maintenance to maintain. But, yeah, like I said, don't put too much pressure on yourself. And should keep calories low? Probably not. Again, your routine's all screwed. So the last thing you need to worry about during this time is, oh, am I still hitting my calories? Or, you know, tracking every single day and stressing yourself out even more. Those who work at home, like, it's going to be hard for them especially. And they don't need that extra, extra stress to track, to keep in a deficit and to stay on this. If you do, fair play. Like I'm not telling you to, to totally, you know, detach from it. But, again, it's not the main priority right now. There's bigger things afoot right now. And, yeah, pressure to keep on track as well. It's just, again, it took me a few days. It took me a few days to get used to it. Like, I'm eating biscuits with coffees now. That's just the way it is. And I almost ran out of biscuits too. <laughs> but, yeah, structure your diet. Ways to structure your diet during this time, especially for those working at home, might find this useful. Because I know how tempted it is to go to the kitchen every now and then. So structuring your diet. Starting off by doing an intermittent fasting, uh, 5-2. Again, restricting your eating window to either 8 hours in a day or to lower your calories severely for, again, two days a week, if that. Just to 
let the other five be normal. This is a simple way of just structuring your diet and just helps as well just not think about it too much and keep some discipline. So times like these, it's important not to neglect protein intake. You're not going to the gym, you're not lifting as heavy, you're not stimulating as much muscle as normal. So getting your protein intake can be quite important. So I urge everyone who's listening to this to actively take away from this podcast if possible to keep an eye on your protein target. If you're not sure how much protein you need, then I would myself personally use anywhere between 1.5 and 2 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. If you're unsure on how to do this, then just send me a message and I'll work it out for you. Yeah, protein intake during this time. So you're not stimulating as much muscle, so to retain and maintain that muscle is going to be quite crucial. By having some adequate, pro- adequate protein, sorry, my bad, adequate protein is going to prevent that muscle atrophy, so the reduction and wastage of muscle tissue. So yeah, protein ways, I mean, ways to, again, supplement or to, to hit your daily protein target. If you've got the likes of chicken breast or if you eat a meat eater, fantastic. If you can, get a hold of some meat and all that musclefood.co.uk are still delivering. Again, head to the links in the show notes and get your deliveries in there. But yeah, there's delivery firms out there that are going to deliver meat for you. There's loads of supermarkets to deliver. Or if you absolutely need to and it's essential, then do go out to the shops and again, just get whatever you can in terms of meat, in terms of protein. Think of what is more optimal for health right now and what's going to last longer in the long run. Like I've just had a can of tuna <laughs> because it was it was like my go-to emergency protein. Like a can of tuna be like 23 grams of protein. That'll do me for a protein hit. Like it's just little things like that that help, you know, ration your protein out, I guess. And yeah, speaking of protein, protein shakes. Now I'm skeptical of calling this a supplement because it derives from cheese. So if you're going to call whey protein a supplement, then you might as well call cheese a supplement. So I consider it a food. So whey protein during this time, like me, I'm currently self-isolating with Kaylee. And we, again, we've, we've chose to to bring all of our whey proteins together and, again, just consider them all of ours. So we've got, I think, four tubs, three tubs of whey protein. Again, just to keep our protein intakes high because we're not, let's face it, we're not creating the same intensity in the gym as normal. So, again, having adequate protein is going to be crucial for maintenance of of tissue. And we want to minimise as much as possible. So we want to minimise the amount of gains we keep, or sorry, we lose. You know, just to make sure we keep our protein up, as simple as that. Like I myself have around 200 grams a day of protein. So... That's going to be a bigger task for me. But, again, it's, it's way supplements during this time. It's it's super cheap. I'd argue it's probably one of the most cheapest sources of whey protein in the market today. Again, different people like different blends of protein. There's casein, there's isolate, there's whey. Difference is casein is a slower release. Isolate is a quicker release. And the whey protein is just a, a standard release protein. And again, if you have 
any gastric distress normally when you have a, a whey protein, try a whey isolate. Have, again, before bed or, again, bolus doses of whey protein supplements if you need to. But yeah, whey protein right now is, is I'd argue it's one of the best sources of protein because it's the cheapest. So moments like this, do not neglect the likes of a, a protein supplement or a whey protein shake because it's going to save you that food for when you need it the most. So I want to talk about just a side note here. I haven't written it down because I've got notes in front of me, but I haven't written it down. It's for vegans, vegetarians. Only because obviously Kaylee's a, a vegetarian. I've got vegan clients. Um, I want to talk about a little bit about the protein that you guys should be intaking as well and you really should be in considering this a lot more now than ever so vegans vegetarians they're lacking obviously a lot of essential amino acids that us meat eaters get through food and diet so they're missing leucine which is crucial for muscle protein synthesis which is the synthesis synthesis of new tissue big big words but yeah, they're missing that. So to get that in, again, they, they can supplement through again a whey protein shake. They can again, they can even they can even buy leucine powder or whichever. Entirely up to you. But they're not getting that now more than ever. So it's essential for them as well to keep a real close eye on their protein target. So yeah, a little bit of a side note there, but my next on my list, which is my favourite one, to be honest, it's going to be creatine monohydrate. And I can go, I can talk about this forever, but I'm going to say what is helpful to you. There's tons and tons and tons of other creatine supplements. There's creatine ethylester, there's creatine HLC, there's, again, tons and tons and tons and they sell, the companies sell their creatine or their blend of creatine as the best because it doesn't blow, it doesn't hold water, or it doesn't give you that puffy look. Now, let me explain something. It doesn't give you that puffy look. It doesn't bloat yeah, because it's probably not all creatine. Creatine's job and purpose is to, again, hydrate your cells. It's intracellular, which means inside your cells. It's meant to make you hold water. That is the purpose. So you're not holding water. Then is that really creatine? <laughs> think about that right now. Again, the the puffy the puffy look you think you get off creatine monohydrate. It's probably something to do with either your diet or your gut in itself. Again, creatine doesn't make you look, look puffy. If anything, it should make you look leaner. That's the whole idea. It's intracellular hydration. If it was extracellular, then it would make you look puffy. Like out, outside the cells, outside the muscle cells, it would then. But it's not. So, creatine, what does it do? So, creatine is responsible for, again, more production in ATP and ADP systems. It gives you more energy, and it supports explosive and, again, weightlift activities. Again, sports explosive, like rugby sprint training, tennis, anything explosive, then again, it supports that weightlifting. Like I do powerlifting on a normal day. So 
powerlifting activities, again, one rep maxes, three rep maxes, explosive activity within, again, either 10 seconds or 90 seconds. It really helps that. And anyone now who's thinking, oh, well, I don't lift or I don't, again, need this more than ever or whichever, that's fine. But it's 10, to, it's 10 or 15 quid. The value for money behind the supplement is, is insane. And I'm not getting paid by any brands or any, you know, markets today to, to say this. It's just literally what I've been researching, what I've found, and what I know is correct by studies. So creatine. There's other benefits to creatine. There's, again, preventing sarcopenia in adults. There's, again, preventing of, again, bone loss or injuries, things like that. It's even, again, seen to help, I think it was memory or intelligence. <laughs> it's absolutely insane. I will link some studies in the show notes if you're intrigued and you want to geek out. But yeah, creating the there's a reason why it's my favourite one is because it's it's the most researched on the planet. It's brilliant. Or well, one of the most researched. So yeah. Create a monohydrate. How much to take? Simple dosage includes one five gram scoop per day. That's for maintenance. And you can also load it, which I wouldn't see the point in. But you can load it, which is 20 grams. That's four times five grams a day. And side note on creatine. I've done it before with protein. I won't do it again for vegans with creatine. Now, without sounding too nerdy here, vegans and vegetarians don't intake meat, right? So creatine is found in some meats, some red meats and things like that. So they, they don't get any exogenous creatine sources. So vegans, vegetarians, when they get a whey, uh, sorry, a creatine supplement, it works so much better for them because their body is secreting what they have inside. So technically speaking, they have minimal amounts in their body. If they supplement a creatine into that, then, honest to God, the benefits is going to be they'll, they'll notice the benefits. Like I, I seen a study that was. Um, isometric strength improved only after a few days it's just it's phenomenal it's absolutely brilliant and that's why I'm so biased if you will towards creatine and next one is caffeine now I'd lie and say that I'm not a massive caffeine caffeine head as most PTs and most people are but yeah caffeine there's a few Good, good points to this, and again, caffeine being an absolutely brilliant, brilliant supplement as well. Popular among athletes, popular among gym goers, with again pre workouts, but I will come to that. Um, and yeah, it's it's probably my second or first favorite. I'm not sure there, <laughs> but reaction times, reaction times with caffeine is reduced. There's studies there. We'll link in the show notes. So. Benefits include reduces reaction time, increases alertness and, and decision making, increases force and strength, increase improves muscular endurance, improves endurance performance, and reduces RPE, which is rate of perceived exertion. So, if you can have this while training, again, get a get a caffeine supplement, get a caffeine tablet, get. A, Again, be be mindful of obviously what source you get it from. 
but if you're an athlete especially then you should be taking caffeine in terms of performance if you don't want to that's absolutely fine like i'm not sitting here saying you should take caffeine but again there's some myths behind it there's only two i want to say because there's only two that interest me um number one caffeine gives you energy technically speaking it doesn't carbs proteins and fats give you energy calories give you energy caffeine just slows that sleepiness feel and again mental fatigue it's more of a neurological benefit so it doesn't technically give you energy it just stimulates the brain so how much caffeine to have a day now there are recommendations by certain universities and certain health universities to have up to 400 milligrams of caffeine a day and I know for a fact right now that I probably have double triple that so the recommendation is 400 milligrams again I'm going to sit here and say the requirement of again caffeine that is safe to use I think was quoted by Mark McDonald. I will just find it now. Give us a little look. Supplements. Alright, so let me just so it's gonna be a safe dosage is two milligrams. So two milligrams per kilogram. Or a higher dosage can be six milligrams per kilogram by the way. And, again, it can improve both mental alertness, reaction times, processing speed, physical performance, strength, power. Again, there's no sports out there that wouldn't benefit from a caffeine supplement. So, it's going to be daft not to, to consider that. But if you're someone who's either intolerant to caffeine or absolutely does not want to take it, that's absolutely fine. It's just recommendation. So, yeah, caffeine. There's a few questions about pre-workout that I'll come to, but I want to save them till the end. Um, my next one that I want to go on is um, beta-alanine. It's one that no one really knows about right now. So, I want to cover that. So, beta-alanine. This, you've probably had this before. If you've took any pre-workout supplement and you've had like a proper itch and a fiery feeling, like a rash and it's dead itchy and you scratch it and it's all red, then you've probably had beta-alanine before. So beta-alanine, this is, again, that little itch you get, it's called parastasia. So a tingly feel. That feels like, you know, I call it the bitch itch. <laughs> yeah. So beta-alanine. This is massive in terms with increasing anaerobic performance as well. So... There's going to be a lot of, quite a bit of sports are going to benefit from this. Again, any gym goers might benefit from this. Any, I think it was from, from any bodybuilder that may benefit from this too. Right, beta-alanine itself, again, it helps buffer what's called hydrogen ions, which is essentially, well, that, that lactic acid feel that you get, that's basically... A change in hydrogen ions but not to go too too near into that but yeah that little bit that you get is called parastasia 
how much to have of this? Again, I don't go technically over, I think it was 300 milligrams of beta-alanine. You can get a lot of gastric distress from it. Um, if you have, then you probably have had too much. Um, but yeah, beta-alanine, to be fair, it, it doesn't give the, the reputation it deserves. I do take it sometimes, and that itch does go after a while. And some people just go absolutely bonkers off it. Like, I know that um, ABE, if you've had ABE before, then chances are you're probably going to break out in redness and you're going to itch and you're going to be dead, like, agitated by it. Is it a placebo effect? Some people it is. Some people, if they don't get that parastasia feeling or the itch, then they think it's not working. But I can tell you now, the more you have beta-alanine, the more that tingly feel you will get used to. So yeah, another intracellular powder as well. So inside the cell. <clears throat> so, performance benefits. Again, 90 seconds, absolute minimum. That Again, any, any exercises or any, for example, like I said, bodybuilders, their sets are often quite big. Again, they'll have like endurance sets, so 90 seconds per set, they'll benefit from this. It does delay fatigue, and it does give greater force production as well. So, how much is this? It's going to be ranging, again, between 10 and 20 pounds. But again, don't be hyped up and psyched up by supplement companies or me telling you to take it. It's just, again, awareness of what it is. So, you don't need to go and buy it. It's not essential. So, yeah, don't want to come, someone come back to me with this and said they took like four scoops of this. Like I remember making my own pre-workout one time off him, like I used to order some things off of bulkpowders.com and I actually made my own pre-workout. I think I must have put like, like I think seven, 800 grams of beta-alanine in it and it, Oh, it just makes you go off your head so you get <laughs> proper rashes you, you bloat and it's it, it's not nice but yeah this is beta alanine so yeah next one is multivits and vitamin D now going back to the whole self isolation thing I think it's quite important to to consider the likes of vitamin D especially because you're not getting much exposure to the sun we've been blessed with some good weather so that is nice but yeah vitamin D now more than ever is essential because it does help your immune system keep up to date it does help again feel good there's loads and loads of benefits from this and I put a post up the other day I'll just read you through it now like I put a post up of because I know some people say oh you can get a free food or whatever but listen to this so to get your daily dose of vitamin D, which is between 2,500 and 4,000 international units, to get your daily dose from that, you'll need 20 to 90 minutes of sun exposure and probably one tablet of vitamin D. Or 6.25 litres of whole milk or 143 eggs. I don't know about you, but... I don't want to be wasting them eggs right now. 
so the sunlight exposure while you can get it, get it. You're not going to be outdoors as much. You're going to be in the indoors quite a lot of the day. So do get yourself in the garden. Take yourself for your walk. One walk a day. While you still can. Chances are, like, I've been outside for three days in a row. Like, just, again, two hours at a time. Getting the sun in there. So everyone's vitamin D levels right now should be higher. Let's be honest. But again, I do know some people working at home. That can't help that. So yeah, vitamin D and multivits. I think it was like there was a slide on Die Club saying that. I think it was. Let me just double check that there's percentage of the UK that are deficient in vitamin D. Let me just find it. And da, 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 da. okay, so yeah, grand. So. In the UK, approximately one in five people have low vitamin D levels. And that's not that's not our fault. Like, it is not lucky enough that we get this weather all year round. So, it sucks. <laughs> so, supplement it. What can you supplement it with? You can, you can have, again, a supplement that has a thousand IUs in it, which is international units. And if you do forget to supplement it, if you're one of them who supplement it one day that leaves it the next you can actually almost like batch and take your vitamin d so you can you can have on on one day like three hundred thousand international units of i use of vitamin d flash the whole week or the whole month is that yeah it's a whole month <laughs> so three hundred thousand i use last whole month you can you can actually stack up on vitamin d yeah, all the multivitamins. So, even iron, like three percent of UK men and women, sorry, three three percent of UK men and eight percent of UK women are deficient in iron. Like, obviously, women have the likes of menstruation, so the iron is lost in the blood and things like that. So that's why that figure is higher for women. But again, an iron supplement or multivitamin goes a hell of a long way, especially right now. So I just want to stress the importance of them. I'm not trying to sell them, don't worry. Um, but yeah, yeah. That on supplements. Last one is BCAAs. There's probably a lot of people that's perked their ears up because they want to know what my opinion on it. Is it a waste of money? Yeah, it probably is. If you're someone with a low-protein diet or you're a vegan, vegetarian, you may benefit from this. Again, mentioned earlier on, the likes of the leucine, Intake for muscle protein synthesis. A BCAA can go a long way for you, but again, if you if you're a meat eater, if you're a bro, if you you know eat your chicken and broccoli, and rice, you don't need to take BCAAs. It's it's simple as that. It's there's no strong correlation to support any evidence beyond branched chain amino acids. It's just not. So you know instead of spending out the 30, 40 quid for the best BCAAs in the market right now. Those that promise to get you ripped. Just rein it in and buy a multivitamin. Probably will be better value for money. Yeah, that's on supplements. So, I've covered that there. I don't know what else to cover, really. It's 27 minutes of intense supplements and informations. So, yeah, daily tasks. Keep you sane 
through the isolation period. Now, my routine, going back to the self-isolation talk, going back to the routine. So, keep whatever routine you can. If you, you know, previously got up at 6 a.m., try and keep that routine. Do your future self a favor. If you normally eat at, you know, start eating at 12 o'clock, again, same thing, do yourself a future favor. Keep your body in routine. Keep going to bed same time. Keep your, your circadian rhythm going. And just keep some normality through this. And maybe we'll all come out the other side. Again, not as damaged as everyone thinks. So I really hope, again, I hope this this gives you an insight of, of what, again, what actions to take or what to do in, in terms of self-isolation. And... Again, I hope you all guys are staying safe too. And listen, again, do do share this podcast. Do put on your story. Just tag me in it. Do anything possible. Maybe someone will benefit from this podcast like you did. Hope you did anyway. But yeah, do share it because it, it motivates me to do a lot more. And yeah, I'm going to read out a Q&A that I got off Instagram as well. Just give me one second. I'm never prepared for this. So, Q&A from Instagram. Give us a little look. So, got three questions I'll read out. So, is it okay to keep using creatine monohydrate like I have before we went to lockdown? Absolutely, yes. Just think about it. Creatine takes up to a month to fully saturate your muscle. So, now's the best time. When you go back in... I don't know how how long it's going to take to go back to normality, but when you go back into lifting again, your your muscles are going to be saturated with creatine. So now is the, the probably the best time to to keep supplement with creatine. Like I'm I'm running out, but I'm going to be ordering some some more after I finish the podcast. But yeah, now more than ever, absolutely. There's no reason to stop taking it. Absolutely not. Um, are pre-workouts necessary or mental placebos? Is next question. I like that. So. Pre-workouts, if you rely on a pre-workout, you're probably masking the fact that you're tired and fatigued. If you're tired and fatigued, look at your sleep. Caffeine's got a half-life of four to six hours. So if you're having a pre-workout when, again, 6, 6 p.m., pre-workout to the gym, have a sesh, go home, that, that caffeine's still inside your system when you're lying in bed. So think about that. Look at your sleep if you think you need a pre-workout all the time. You know, are you getting seven, eight, nine hours of sleep? Or are you just going, okay, four hours of sleep and I'll just have a pre-workout tomorrow, it's fine. Like, if you do that, you've got issues, <laughs> to be fair. Um, and a placebo. If a placebo works, it works. So if you find it works for you, then do you know what? It works for you. So last one came from give us a little look I think it was something to do with protein give us a look so besides protein powder what would you class as must take supplements if there if there are any must must take supplements in my opinion this is my opinion here um creatine multivitamins and the likes of a, a protein whey powder not even called a supplement actually. So creatine and I get a multivitamin. Absolutely. 
And if you want to take caffeine, then go for it. If you want to take beta-alanine, go for it. They're not essential, but they do help performance. But add class creatine and, and a multivitamin because of the value for money and because of what they do. And there's tons and tons of research that I'm going to link up in the show notes to support this. So go and geek out, go and read up. And again, just to, just to solidify what I'm saying, just go and again, go and research it. So guys, I'm going to end it there. Again, do share this in your stories. Do get the word out. And I hope, again, you guys staying safe. Thanks again for any NHS key workers listening to this. If you are listening to this, then thank you very much. And I will see you on the next episode. Thanks, guys. See ya.